Hello, welcome back to Really the Peers, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and joining me today to chat about the latest releases of January 2023 is my very good friend, David Scanlon. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. New Year, new pod. But it's no, not same a, pod. Same pod. Different structure. Different structure. But also, it's 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 not. We're in a different location, David. And I, I know what you're saying, Gary. We're in the room. We always record this podcast on. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm thinking on a bigger scale, David. Because recently we found out that we don't live in Ireland anymore. We live in the home of cinema. Ireland is the greatest country of all time for movie making, and that's a fact. It's been approved by the Oscars, the Academy. They said Ireland is actually the best at making movies for this year. No, forever now, because we have it, and we're not going to give it up now, okay. because we're never going to make another movie after this, because no one can beat us. We're going to retire on top of our game. Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, isn't it just great? It's, I just want to start off that Ireland is the home. What the hell? The Ireland is the capital of cinema, and that's what I wrote down. And our podcast appears where on the list of movie podcasts in Ireland? Uh, I, I don't know. I have well, it, 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 just give it, us give us a number. It gets up and down. It was like seventh one week. Seventh, I think. There we go. So we're the seventh best podcast in the world on for, movies for film reviews <laughs> in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. no, but in the world. Oh yeah, we're the best. We're the We're there for the seventh. And best get in the help world. us get to number one. Tell your friends. Yeah. New Year. Tell your friends <laughs> and get on Letterboxd and follow the Instagram at Reading in the Peers. We don't have a uh, Letterboxd for, for the podcast. Podcast. Okay, what would that entail, David? <laughs> I don't know. We could put it. We could put in a review. We could put in a ma- matched review. Uh, it's never gonna work, David. <laughs> it's never gonna work. When have we ever agreed on a movie ever? Except for the Fablemans later on. Yes. <laughs> um, but speaking of later on, yeah, movies. Yes. Uh, we yeah, as David mentioned, we we've changed it up a bit. We 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 scrapped the move, monthly movie awards because mm. they became too controversial. I don't know about you. But we got I, too many letters. I really enjoyed not having to watch <laughs> trash this month. It was actually so nice because I saw that you people with Eddie Murphy and uh, and uh, Jonah Hill, oh, and uh, yeah, I was about to say Seth <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, he was in another bad movie this year, month. <laughs> but I saw that come out, and I was like. You know, I'd have to watch that for the podcast back when we were doing like Poovy and Blade and Muck. And, and now I can watch Marathon Man instead. You know what I mean? I just have so much more time to watch decent movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we've scrapped it. However, how this is going to work is we're, we're still going to keep the the name or the, the titles and be able like to present them to awards. The we still time. have the trademark? I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. We're, Ireland is too big now. We're on, we're on a global scale. We just better not make sure. Maybe just make sure it doesn't go into public domain. That's all I'm saying. Okay, we'll do the Disney thing. I'll keep it in copyright for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Just keep in mind, once that fucking Mickey Mouse copyright, he's on the pod <laughs> yeah, every yeah. week. Exactly. <laughs> saying the worst things about Fablemans. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, so I saw Fablemans yesterday, uh, two days ago, and I haven't spoken to David about it, but all we've exchanged was a couple of words before this started, and yeah. we're very on the same page with yeah. this. Um, but yes, Fablemans is one movie we were talking about this month, we're go- but we're also going to be talking about... Um, Mithrigan. Mithrigan, yeah. Tar, Babylon, and A Man Called Otto. Uh, but also with that, we're going to do a bit of a flashback and talk about good movies you watched this month on streaming services. That wasn't you people or White Noise or <laughs> I I watch White Noise unfortunately I, I don't want to have to watch it David <laughs> no, um, but also actually because I'm the worst at remembering the administration part of this podcast is to keep tuned f- uh, at some point in the future because David's going to come back to do a Oscar preview podcast episode potentially mm, it's part of the contract it's part of the contract I'm so sorry, and you can't get out of it David mm, plus I want to talk about Colin Farrell again 
Oh, forever. You, the, the opportunity to do my Penguin impression, I could do it whenever I want. But if I'm like, but since we're talking about Colin Farrell, David, I'll do the Colin Farrell. We're not, we're not doing it. I can't do the, I can't do the Penguin podcast. Uh, Penguin, Penguin podcast. The TV show. A weekly podcast. Put that one in the book, David. Add that to the contract. I'll get my lawyers to talk to your lawyers. Um, important question. Do they have Guinness on tap at the Oscars? Probably not, but I no they they should because we're now the capital of cinema, David. Okay, yeah. And I feel like there should be uh what day is it on? It's on a Sunday. There should be a roast. Stew. Stew. Mm-hmm. Um there should be a river dance intermission. <laughs> Get Michael, Michael Flatley. Flatley back. Oh, to celebrate Blackbird. Yeah. Someone gave out to me on TikTok. Because I put up a TikTok. Oh, by the way, follow the podcast on TikTok. Let's get all the socials promoted yeah. up top. Um, being like, I said the worst movie of 2022 was uh, Blackbird. And it was just like, Blackbird came out in 2018. And, oh, I, did, yeah. and I didn't want to have to be like, well, actually. Yeah. But I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rightly so. <laughs> Rightly so. Um, time codes for people who want to jump around to the five movies. So yeah. it's not as daunting as I think we did like 16 movies one month before Oof. yeah no not doing that anymore streamlined I just can't do it. lean so and mean baby give me two months and I'll be like David you better have watched <laughs> The Meg 2 <laughs> have you seen The Meg nope I've seen it. The Meg I watched it in a Singapore hostel <laughs> was it like was it a big deal in, in Singapore no no it's just we all had our own individual little fucking screens so and I you picked The Meg I watched The Meg and I, was right. like, I need something to, for background noise to go to sleep <laughs> wow <laughs> endorsement of the Meg there Um, right well speaking of movies that'll wake you up yeah Mithrigan 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 yeah Um, do you wanna I'll talk about Mithrigan a bit yeah because I'm gonna stagger these so you have to talk about the movies I don't like okay yeah Uh, Mithrigan for anyone who doesn't know or Megan I suppose as losers call it (laughs) is all about a woman who designs kids toys and is asked to kind of be able to elevate on her previous creation which was like a weird Furby doll that it needed an app to control. So in this, she's trying to make an AI robot that is basically a kind of a walking, talking, somewhat of a substitute for a parent. And all of a sudden then her niece is left in her care after her sister and brother-in-law are killed in a car accident. And all of a sudden she is suddenly finding a good excuse to um, reactivate this sort of program, the Mithrigan program, um, to somewhat help her niece uh, get over this grief and also uh, what you call it take the heavy lifting off of her for, for the parenting duties so it's a very uplifting tale about how a working woman wants to use her intellectual brain and IP to look after and care for and counsel her grieving niece however this is a fun horror comedy movie yeah. where this robot comes to life and starts taking the protection of this niece into her own hands by going on somewhat of a, a violent streak yeah, she turns into Ultron. She does turn into Ultron. Just Universe. James Spader voicing the <laughs> Thregan was such a such yeah. a bold move. Yeah, um, I fucking love this movie. It was this was the first movie I saw this year in cinema. Yeah, and uh, I keep in mind the last one was Avatar Two, a movie we haven't discussed on the podcast only briefly on the Golden Gazi Awards. Oof. But uh, for anyone who hadn't uh, heard my thoughts on that, it's trash and I hated it. And uh, shouldn't have been nominated. Shouldn't have been nominated. Oh, we'll, we'll save that for the the Oscar <laughs> thing. By the way, by the way, I might change the theme song for that episode just to like fucking trash. <laughs> they, they yeah, it's on the they rock. Rock. Oh, they should change the Oscar theme to trad. Anyway, <laughs> we're, I'm losing. I'm, I'm wasting all my good ideas here. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So this was the first movie I watched in the cinema, and it's just so much fun. It has the same writer as a movie I that came out recently that I loved called um, Malignant, yeah. which is a movie that I made David watch, and I think all you had to reply with was "Holy fuck, what was that?" <laughs> and 
what's great about this movie is it has those moments in it, mm-hmm. but it's probably not as violent, but it's very funny. And the acting from both the actors themselves are good, but the robot and yeah. the robot voice, the voice of the robot and the child actor who plays the robot are fantastic. It's definitely not as violent as I thought. However, like a lot of violence is implied because it was cut down from an R rating to yeah. a PG-13. Yeah. Um, but oh man, it's an hour and 47 minutes, let's say, of just fun, silly action horror. And yeah. I highly recommend it. I uh, probably didn't enjoy it as much as you did, but it's, wow. still, it's still fun. It's still it's still fun. Yeah. Um, the one thing about this was I was in with a very rowdy audience. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, mine wasn't half as rowdy. What time did you go up? It was on a Sunday, I know that. Was it midday it was, on a Sunday? No, it was okay. evening time on a yeah, Sunday. Everyone knows my thoughts I on midday. It was evening time on a Saturday. When did you see it? I think I saw it on a Friday. Okay, so I might have gone on a Saturday. You went on Saturday because Friday leads are playing. Yeah. And, and don't you wish lost. you went to go see Vatrigan instead? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and that kind of took it away, took away from me. And I was kind of thinking there was these kind of group of lads in their early teens. And I was like, if this was R-rated now, they wouldn't have been allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> oh right okay I thought you were going to say they'd be so spooked they'd be quiet no no um, but yeah they're just very rowdy no like I do really enjoy this it, it's it's the type of um, it's the type of horror that it doesn't I don't think it costs a huge amount like I mean there was obviously a lot of investment into the uh, robot yeah so I know a lot of the face was CGI yeah but the face doesn't look realistic so I don't think it was too expensive to but yeah it was like a puppet there was a, a robot and then there was a little girl yeah yeah, kind of a mixture of the three, but um, no, it was, it was very, very interesting. I think, I think it's, it's that I don't know, was it Bloomhouse? Bloomhouse Productions, yeah, yeah. yeah Bloomhouse. They're, they're, it's really their wheelhouse of just making these kind of relatively cheap uh, horror movies, not insanely um, high concept, but mm-hmm. like just kind of on that edge between horror and comedy. Um, I'm trying to think what was there something else that came out last year that was oh sorry Barbarian yeah <laughs> yeah um, which it was on the same kind of level um, this I feel was a little bit more lighthearted than that yeah was it yeah um, but overall it's it's a perfect time just I'd say anyone could really enjoy yeah. this like it's just it's and 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 do you know what like I, I I was hesitant to mention it in my review but it has that I would hate to say it I'd hate to say like it's an additional layer to the movie but it kind of is but it's not it, you have to remember the type of movie that it is so it's never going to d- dive deep on it but it has that whole thing of like you know how important it is to parent to be mm. a parent to someone and yeah. how you need to be there for that whole process and you can't just like pawn it off yeah. on like apps and d- technology yeah. um, so that was like, it was an interesting element yeah, to it there was, but I wouldn't say it's like a great movie that shows that concept off exactly yeah it was more kind of just a secondary um, storyline but it it worked well because like you could see how how it was um, kind of detrimental to the child's development throughout yeah. the the uh, movie. Like you could see, she was really uh, <laughs> she was becoming kind of addicted to the uh, yeah. to the um, the doll, or whatever. But she had um, withdrawal symptoms at times. Yeah, yeah. She looked like a bit of a heroin addict yeah. at the end. I was kind of a little bit worried for that. But um, yeah, I don't know about you. Um, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, there's a bit in it where we're brought into um, the main character's lab, and there's a certain robot in the corner. Oh yeah, yeah. That kind of straight away I was like, oh yeah, I can see where this oh, is going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, but it was still fun. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. fun when it when it got to that stage. But yeah, um, and uh, I liked the technology of Mithrigan as well. Yeah, like the, like how she's able to like read people's emotions yeah. on the face and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you could see it because there's actually that vision thing where you can see what she's seeing. Yeah, and you can see it's like ten percent sad, thirty yeah. percent like unsure. Yeah, all that stuff. Like the technology behind it is already cool. And yeah. then how, like how it ties into like 
home smart homes and stuff yeah. as well yeah oh, i had so much fun with it yeah and there's a bit at the end where it really links into that but yeah um and it, look i think it's it's already greenlit for a sequel yeah Matrigan so 2.0 2.0 uh, great title by the way yeah oh yeah big like, time yeah just i know I, I know it sounds simple but they could have gone with Matrigan 2 she's back again watch out part seven <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what was the second child's play called bride of chucky <laughs> Um, I haven't seen any of the Child's Play movies yeah. <laughs> but also going back on that like like how it's able to elevate that and the Annabelle yeah. thing as oh, well yeah, big I, I'm a big fan of that yeah uh, even like I don't know I've seen one of the Annabelles and I'm just like this I feel is, is better conceptually because it's it's more realistic or it, it feels more realistic the other one's just a haunted doll yeah, yeah where I'm that's like fair. that's not gonna happen <laughs> well, I know they <laughs> Have you tried looking behind you? That doll's been making eyes at you, David. Um, but no, it, it, in a in a sense, it's a perfect kind of January movie. Gets you into the mood. Yeah. But uh, if it's on Netflix. Oh, oh yeah. I'm telling you. This will be on Netflix, won't it? Uh, Sony? No. It'll be on. Is it Sony or Universal? I think it's Universal. So uh, I don't know what their thing is, but uh, it'll be on eventually. Yeah, it'll be on something. Um, anything else to talk about with Regan? We're so, we're um, so much time. What was your man's name? Ronnie Chang. Ronnie Chang. He was Bipu. I was going to say Bone Yang. It wasn't Bone Yang. I'll tell you what, if we were doing Worst Actor still, he'd be up for that. I thought he was fine. I thought he was hamming it up so much. Yeah, I kind of, I thought is that his, uh, that's what his uh, character was supposed I to be. No, but it felt so disjointed from everything else. I suppose. And then he actually, there was the corporate conspiracy as well. I was just about <laughs> to mention, I'm like, a movie about anti, uh, yeah. anti-capitalism. I'm surprised you weren't on more board with that. Um... Yeah, absolutely. Love that. <laughs> um, speaking of, we move on. This is great. Yeah, yeah. It's like light and breezy. Yeah, Don't have to absolutely. worry about awards now. Speaking of something you're all more bored with, uh, music. You know, you, you music, tar. Tar's a movie uh, of music. <laughs> music and tar. I don't know. You love tar, David. You love, you love cigarettes. I, you love smoking. Do you love, <laughs> you dirty old cigars and cigarettes from I? the 1960s? Um, maybe. Mm, I haven't tried yet. <laughs> the, the, maybe the ladder goes for 17 runs a day. Yeah, I don't know. I might get, I might become a chain smoker. <laughs> Are they, are, they taking um, up, are they taking applications for the band, are they? They might be, yeah. Um, no, okay, so Tar is a... What would you say? A fictional biopic? Yeah. Uh, about a... Um, like Deuce Bigelow, America, uh, European gigolo. Like that. <laughs> that's, that's, you couldn't say anything else. No. What's the Dewey Cox one? The Dewey Walk Cox Hard, movie. Yeah, Walk Walk it's, like, Hard, yeah it's probably more on, more on par with yeah, that. Um, so... Kate uh, Blanchett plays Lydia Tarr, who is a conductor with the Berlin Symphony Orchestra or something like that. Harmonic yeah. thing, whatever. <laughs> Big thing. Um, and That's a music expert, you so should know this. She is like, she's one of the big kind of conductors in classical music and um, she is kind of celebrated because she's a woman in um, an area where it was significantly kind of dominated by men. Uh, specifically the conductor role um and so this is it's a very kind of subtle uh allegory and a little kind of subtle digs at people in power yes and manipulation um the manipulative moves they make in, you know when they're in power or whatever um and it's kind of seen through the the life of this one uh conductor and kind of how she deals with the people around her mm-hmm. from her place of power. I think that's probably as far yeah. as I can go. <laughs> that's, yeah, especially do it. Because I guess one of the 
funnest things about this movie is kind of just discovering what type of movie it is because it kind of sets itself up as this um can she do this because the whole thing is that she's done everything it's mentioned in this very long interview scene at the beginning of the movie which is actually very just so impressive from a film making point of view of just how it's able to suck you into this 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 scene and this experience of an interview of this character but then also being able to give you a whole backstory of her and that's not too much of a spoiler it's like the beginning of the movie but also how it sort of uh, sets up that she's done everything. She's won an EGOT. She's conducted all over the world. She, But the only thing she hasn't done is this cycle of a, of a particular artist, Marler, I'm going to say, I sure. think it is. And she, so she hasn't done the Marler cycle. And it's all about her, this, this is it. This is the last thing she needs to do to do everything. Yeah. And it's all about, you're like, yeah, I hope she does it. And then you're kind of, like you say, there's that sort of manipulation, abuse of power kind of yeah. thing. You're like, ooh, I'm conflicted because I wanted her to do this now. Yeah. And now I'm sort of, slowly coming to the realization maybe why she shouldn't perhaps which I think happens so much in society these days where you know I I think the the prime example I'll use is kind of like football players and that like or sports uh, athletes where they kind of may do something wrong but yet you're still like but I hope they win the the, the cup or the game or whatever Um, so so for from my perspective um, I thought that realization was a little bit too subtle at the start I don't know. Yes, no, I it agree. Was, yeah, but I think it was, it's it gets like it gets there by the end. You see, like she's a monster. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, she's uh, a ghoul, David. <laughs> she just turns into a troll. Um, but just yeah, I don't know. It, there was, I did, maybe it was just my maybe I'm just being fucking dumbass. But uh, I from from my perspective, I was kind of just like this is way too subtle, and like it, it I caught on eventually, but yeah. like I was just like. For for too long, I'd say probably half an hour to forty minutes in the middle, I was kind of just like, "Where is this going?" And it's too long. Yeah, it is too long. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, I had like watched uh, a few videos on this, and there's an interesting point in the movie where, um, is this the hand thing? Yeah, and yeah. she has a fall. Yeah, yeah. It, it, interesting concept. Oh, I don't know. it's too no. It's, but like, it, no. they don't they don't really set that up. No, as, uh, no. I, so what's what this getting at is, um, at, there's one point in the movie where she explains that what her hands do as a conductor, one is like to do with pointing to the band members about who comes in, and the other one is like controlling time, and it's all about how she has to keep the tempo, and it's being a good conductor is all about controlling time, and then she takes a fall in the movie and then after that movie the movie becomes a hot fucking mess yeah. and then someone was like well actually yeah. that's when after she hurt excuse, her hand yeah, so there I'm like me. that you just made your movie worse because you wanted a fun little easter egg yeah. nah I don't, I don't agree with it yeah. so and also okay so I think this movie like you say too long yeah. it's too convoluted the message trying to portray like you say it's far too subtle and the actual experience of the movie is not enjoyable enough or doesn't the, the, the turning of it as it as the tension gets higher and higher yeah. isn't satisfying enough or thrilling enough to actually want to sit in it yeah. because you're just like when is this over and also the movie ends for about 10-15 minutes after a, a big thing happens yeah. so it's an, it's not a it, 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 it it's from a directing point of view, I think it's all over the place. Yeah. However, like you say, there is a good movie in there yeah. that I think is worth the praise. I think all the praise does 100% have to go to Kate Blanchett because yeah. she carries this movie. Yeah. And uh, well, well, like I, like I said, I hope she doesn't win for Best Actress. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think she deserves 100% one of the best performances. Yeah. I just think there's there's so much time in the middle of the movie where there's this build up. There's just like building up, building up, building up to this performance. And it takes so long that like I got to the stage where I was like what are they doing again I don't even know yeah. what the, what's the point in this and then there's a there's a big kind of crescendo towards the end where um 
you, you, you remember she runs on stage yes and then she goes somewhere else and starts do, working elsewhere yes and like I thought that was kind of interesting yeah. because it's kind of the downfall or whatever. Yeah. And we see that so much in movies. You look at something like Goodfellas or uh, The Wolf of Wall Street where it's that um, you see a character being built up in the first half and then the downfall in the second half. This was more uh, uh, probably cut in half where you see like the person at their absolute peak and then just slowly but surely um, creating their own downfall or whatever. But like, as I said, I just don't think that was satisfying enough because it takes so long and there's just this sut- sut- or what am I trying to say this subtle uh, build up throughout the middle of the movie that you just I for personally I just got lost in I was just like where are we going with yeah. this and by the end I was kind of like oh that's cool or whatever but like it just takes way too long to get there I'd never um, recommend anyone to watch it no um, and I can understand why certain kind of critics would love it as, and probably people that are, are fans of music because it, it pretentious uses, assholes yeah. fans of music but, no but to be fair like it does it doesn't shy away from say music language like it doesn't treat yeah. you as a, as a dumbass or like a like moron that. and it just like it just uses language and it just says okay if you don't understand well get over it uh, which I kind of like yeah fair enough but yeah it's just for me it was just there's a big section in the middle I'm like what are, what are we doing <laughs> yeah like for me I'm just like if you ask me to try and recall where two hours and 40 minutes of my life mm. went in that I don't think I could um, like also, you, you mentioned the bit at the start the interview at the start is great oh yeah. there's, there's a great scene after that as yeah. well where she's kind of berating a student who won't yeah. play Beethoven because uh, he's a white man who had who did who's like slept around or something like yeah. that and how she was trying to point out that you can't you know throw out the baby with the bathwater yeah. away and that like yeah. well if you get rid of that you have to get rid of this and this and this and this exactly, and you have to yeah. but again it's it sets up the movie beautifully yeah. it's just like you say that middle bit falls apart yeah I just can't remember between like between that and then uh, there's a bit with one of her one of the members of the the cello orchestra yeah and then like the, just, just so much I'm just like where, where is this going yeah <laughs> now it's unfortunate but um Yes, I would I, look. If you're mad into music and you love Kate Blanchett, you'll have a great time. Yeah. But and performance-wise, it is great. So I mean, yeah. if it's one of those things where you want to see all the Oscar movies, maybe. But like the music's not even that good. Yeah, well, there's no, there's nothing there's no, yeah, really there's like. no good satisfying musical scene, which is all I wanted. Yeah, and someone, someone had mentioned the scene. Do you know where she's in her house and she starts going off on one with the accordion? Do you remember that? That bit? was great. Yeah, yeah, but like that, someone mentioned that before, and I was looking forward to that. But like it's. A minute long. Yeah. I'm kind of like, could see more of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like, I would say... Underwhelming is my... Underwhelming. I wouldn't call it blatant muck. No, no. But I would definitely, you know... Uh, yeah, not good. Disappointing. <laughs> Disappointing, yeah. 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 Um, speaking of things being disappointing but ended up not being disappointing <laughs> a man called Otto oh yeah here we go <laughs> um, so this is a movie I wrote off as like I couldn't give a shit yeah. no no it's all about a cranky old man who lives in a neighbourhood where he has he's very OCD and controlling about how everyone needs to follow the rules and then a caring neighbour moves in and tries to warm his heart and I'm like yeah yeah we've all seen that before and I went to go see it and I was like this is actually fucking great how dare they and um, this was so much fun yeah. and if you ask me what I think the director of Quantum Assaults will be following up with I did not expect this yeah. so this is a movie that is um, a remake of a Swedish movie that is an adaption of a Swedish book about a man called Otto, who, like I said, lives in this neighborhood. He is very meticulous about everyone following the rules. There is a developing property company across the street that aren't abiding by the rules. People aren't putting trash in the right bins. Um, 
people aren't displaying parking tickets correctly and this new family move this new family move in and then they try to and this beautiful character who actually i can't remember the name of the actress do you recall um ah yes it's yeah maria maria marina marina trevino who plays this so fucking well and if this was an oscar more oscar Beatty. I yeah. could see her getting nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. She is fantastic in this. And she slowly but surely begins to wear down the hard, um, the heartless and stiff outer shell of Otto. But I guess what sets this movie apart is, um, that I guess there's a probably a more, there's a strong emphasis on why he's like that. And it kind of beautifully lays out all the sort of groundwork that kind of led to him being like this and there's some flashback scenes with um his tom hanks's son truman yeah. hanks playing him and for me i just there was just too many similarities between me and him in it so in the movie Otto goes on a journey but i do as well so um for me it was just it was it hit very close to home so um i had a good time with it i was shocked that you enjoyed this <laughs> um no it like it is very sweet and I think that was the reason I was like, wow, <laughs> Gary's going to hate this. But um, no, it is it is beautiful. And it's, I haven't seen the original and I heard a lot of people being like, oh, it's not as good as the original. So what? Yeah. Just deal with it. Like, yeah. they're going to make an American remake anyway. So get over I, it. I think for me where, and again, I haven't seen it, but uh, I will see it so I can tell people I've seen it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I've actually seen the Swedish <laughs> and then I'll read the book and I'll be that guy. Um, but for me, there is, some be- there's moments of very very dark comedy in this yeah. and uh, I don't think it's in the trailer so I won't say what he tries uh, to do I guess in the movie um, I can say it, will I? He tries yeah. to kill himself oh yeah, yeah yeah but like those moments are very jarring in the movie yeah. I find and don't really click with me because it's very it's done in a very comedic way but uh, it doesn't really meld with the sweetness of the movie, I find. However, based on some other kind of Scandinavian-esque movies yeah. I've watched before, it's very that type of humour. Yeah. So I think that's maybe where one element of it potentially... Again, I haven't seen it, but I feel like that's for me, didn't work, but I could see it working in the Swedish yeah, original. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but no, I think, I think it worked quite well. I think Tom Hanks worked quite well because like... I, I said this to you, um, he had a bad 2022. <laughs> um, Did he? Uh, with... Pinocchio. Oh, Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Elvis? Elvis. I wouldn't say that was bad. I would say Pinocchio's bad. Eh. Yeah, because he can't sing. He can't sing, David. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you look at Tom Hanks, he can do it all. He can act. Yeah. And he can be a sweet guy. He can tell a reporter to go fuck himself when he steps on his wife. <laughs> yeah. But he can't sing. He's human. Poor lad, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. I, yes. I think Tom Hanks, he's back to being, I think this is a, a lovely kind of <clears throat> step away from being sweet Tom Hanks. And it was great to see him do something a little bit different where yeah. he's being a bit more of an asshole. <clears throat> Apologies. But in terms of the overall movie, what I would like to say is I thought the editing was brilliant. Like the way the yeah. uh, flashbacks were just kind of um, knitted into the story and there's there's certain characters that appear and y- you don't know what the backstory is and they kind of bring it in slowly but surely. Um, and as you, as you mentioned there, the, the, the reasons for... Um, for Otto's grumpiness again it's 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 kind of leaked out slowly but surely yeah. throughout the story and I really like that because it could have been just this type of thing of like kind of one big you know pile on you know towards the middle of the movie and it would have kind of felt jarring but I felt I, I really thought it was kind of just leaked out quite, yeah. quite nicely um, and the other thing is um, I've just saw I've, I've listened to 
to different reviewers talking about it. The nice thing about Otto is, um, and this is going to sound a bit strange, is that he just thinks everyone's an everyone's an, an idiot, an idiot. Yes. Okay, he's not racist. He's he's not homophobic. He doesn't he doesn't see anyone as any lesser or better than anyone else. He just yeah. thinks everyone's an idiot. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um. There's there was um comparisons here between like say something like Gran Torino, but in Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood's character is just racist. Like that's, I, have, I haven't seen it, but he gives me that thought. Yeah, he's racist. Okay, that's just very clear. But like the the nice thing in in this is there's a transgender character, and like Otto straight away he's just like. Why does I, why does anyone give a fuck? Like, yeah, do what you like. Yeah, and there's also that there's a scene between him and Marina in a car when she's learning how to drive. Yeah, and I, it's I, brilliant. Oh, the, the delivery, the script, yeah. but I also how that information is received as well. Exactly, yeah. oh, top notch. Yeah, and he, he has a few moments like that in the movie where it's I wouldn't say it's like um, uh, what's the word when someone gives a load of lines of dialogue. Monologue? monologue yeah it's not a monologue but it's it's just him with these um hard-hitting moments yeah and he's just like and it's it's that kind of uncensored just delivery yeah which is brilliant and again it's, it's something you're not used to the likes of tom hanks yeah. delivering but because I, he's so so nice yeah and i think i think the movie does start quite well with it where he's trying to buy five feet of rope and getting charged for six feet of rope mm. um and that kind of sets it up very well yeah. so also last thing i mentioned about this movie is uh but probably not i'll find another thing to talk about. <laughs> uh the score and the songs yeah. and the music i think really really worked especially for those moments of um the, the sort of revealing of the backstory and stuff yeah. also i completely agree with Otto for like the majority of this movie yeah. i'm like yeah people should be putting up this i'm so on board with everything yeah. he was doing in this movie and like everyone, everyone was like getting grumpy at him. I was like why he's yeah. just a man doing his job in yeah. my opinion um and it, it, it again promotes that um that idea of just you know neighborly help i'll get the fuck out of my way <laughs> go away coming over to my house with food i have yeah. my own food what do you want to give me food unless it's really nice food yeah. unless it's like spanish cookies <laughs> then i'm a big fan um and then there's obviously the corporate villains which i just love. yeah i think really it's really good yeah, exactly yeah, yeah really got on board yeah. with that um, um I overall this is this is one this would be a I hidden think, gem in my opinion oh, if we were doing it this is just and it's something that everyone could enjoy yeah I, i've literally anytime someone's asked asked like about a movie recently i've just been like a man called Otto. yeah because my uh two other of my friends recently got the omni pass by the way, speaking of uh, sponsors that were thrown out, okay, not getting yeah. paid for, yeah. um, and they went to go see this, and they wouldn't stop nagging me about it. And I was like, nah, 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 <laughs> not for me, not for me. And then I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty- I saw them after it, and uh, I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad I did check it out. But again, I don't think it's a necessarily cinema watch. I think it's like no, a- you could watch this at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be on Disney Plus. And also, it's good to be able to cry in your own home rather than in a cinema. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that in public. No. <laughs> Can't you show your weakness, David? Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose we will say one weakness is Truman Hanks. Not great. Look, he's not but, an actor, is he? But, is he an actor? But, no, not really. I don't even... I think he wants to do directing. Oh, he's a cinematographer, actually. Yeah. I think. I, yeah. I saw him talk... He was on... Uh, Tom Hanks was on Seth Meyers talking yeah, about... Yeah. Um... I think he wants to kind of get into directing. I'm, I'm ready to look up now and see. He's like, he's, he's like, his lifelong dream is to be an actor. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, his acting wasn't fantastic, but what I will say is I don't think it really took away from anything in that. No, he's in only those, been in two movies. Yeah, and sorry, in those flashback scenes. That girl who plays his wife, yeah. I thought she was brilliant as well. In the short, you just see yes. her in short little bits. Very enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is just goes against what yeah. Tom Hanks' character was. <laughs> yeah, I love I love it. It's great. Um, this is a new segment of the podcast. We're going to move on to now, David, where we talk about movies that we've seen this month on a streaming service that people can go watch, rather than being like, "Hey, here's 20 movies that came out in cinemas. Go watch them. Wait, they're probably not in cinemas anymore." Yeah, I suppose I kind of 
the, the idea behind this is that there are obviously movies on streaming services that people might be on the fence about that we may have watched and we're just like you know what give it a go yeah we've seen it we we, we give the we give it the reeling in the peers stamp of approval mm-hmm. but I have a name um, for the segment if you want it yeah you know what it's called go for it tell me what I saw the other day <laughs> tell me what I saw the other day so tell me what you saw the other day David T-Y I T-Y T-Y-W-I-S T-O-D SWAT just SWAT sorry that's too long um Tell you what I saw the other day. There we go. See, I saw Brokeback Mountain. It's good, isn't it? It's so good. What did you see it on, David? I Tell me what you saw it on the other day. <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. I saw it on Netflix since leaving Netflix. Oh no! <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you. It might be it. on Disney Plus or it might come on something <clears> soon. Yeah. It, it. You know what? I've noticed that movies that leave Netflix suddenly appear on other streaming services. Yeah. More. It's more typically uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. So uh, keep you, an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, I watched Amelie. Oh wait, go, just a bit about Breakback Mountain. Oh, though. Breakback Mountain. Okay. I just want to talk about how that because for years that came in what thousands four, yeah, four, um, and I've kind of I feel like it was joked a lot about at the time. It seems like it's the gay cowboy movie. Yeah, but like fuck me, is that like just a great love story of a movie that yeah. unfortunately has that sort of stigma stigma around it yeah. that I just think it's so beautifully acted, obviously by Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. Jakey G, Jakey G, Jakey G. Yeah, who hasn't got us? Who hasn't got us due in Hollywood these days? No. Oh, that's my new thing. I actually I was looking up the 2016 Oscars for some reason. Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's outrageous. Yes, yeah. and you know who won that year instead? <laughs> Fucking Gary Oldman? No, Leo. Fucking. Oh, DiCaprio. I think it was Leo, wasn't yeah. it? Being dragged around by a bear. Yes, yeah, so it was twenty fifteen going sixteen. Yeah, and he's like, oh, but he hasn't won an Oscar. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Mick Fassbender. Yeah, Mickey. Mickey F. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, the Oscar should be like, hey, Mickey, you're so fine. <laughs> you're so fine. You blow our mind. Hey, Mickey. Um, See, I tell you what, if we had waited for the copyright on Mickey Mouse to run out, we could have had Mickey singing that. Anyway, um, but yeah, disgraceful in my behavior, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, no, honestly, Broke Bro- Mountain, very, very surprisingly good, like surprisingly sweet. Yeah. I was just so, and th- it's, this might sound, this might sound a little bit. Um, what am I trying to say? Let's cancel David. No, it's not like that. But there's a bit in it when they start getting together, and I was like, this is a bit forced. Yeah, but then you kind of understand that they've spent so much time together. Yeah, yeah. There's this, and it's it's not a case that they've spent time together um, and it's, they're intimate straight away. There actually has been time passing yeah. and they're kind of in the wilderness. So there's, there's, there's that. But yeah, uh, and it's, you can see it like the time they spend apart. Exactly, they're really yeah. struggling, and yeah, they're just like, they the, don't know how to. It's the it's the sort of the, the 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 journey they go on for their love for each other, and how they have this one thing they can do. But it's the time they're not spending together, and seeing how that evolves over time. Yeah. Um. Again, I I'm amazed this didn't win best best picture at the Oscars, but crashed it instead. Yeah. Um, crazy behavior. Also directed by Ang Lee. What's yeah. Making this what great movie? was that? It's great stuff. <laughs> he only made a Hulk movie a few years beforehand. And Scratchy Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Sorry, just one other thing was uh, I mentioned this to you like a few days ago. Um, it, it's part of a list on uh, Letterbox called Befriending the Lyrical Loneliness. <laughs> Christ. So, guys, if you're feeling lyrically lonely, <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. Um, oh, nothing worse telling lonely people, hey, go watch Brokeback Mountain on Netflix. What do they do? It's not there anymore. <laughs> not feeling lonely. <laughs> um, speaking of funny movies, though, tell yeah. you what I saw the other day. Yeah. My Cousin Vinny. 
Oh man, I had so much fun with Where this movie. That Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, oh, it's so you love it. It's our type of. It's a Gary and David movie to a T. It's all about these two boys who uh, are in a shop, and one of them steals a can of beans or something like that, and they're driving away, and all of a sudden they get stuck by stopped by the police, and they're like, "You're under arrest," and he's like, "And they they're like, fuck, we only stole a can of beans," and they're like, "Sorry, we didn't mean to." Like, I was so so sorry, and they accidentally admit to a murder that happened in that shop, <laughs> and. Uh, Unfortunately, they don't have any, they don't know anyone. They, they, they have no good representation. So what do they do? One of them calls my, his cousin Vinny and it's played by Joe Pesci and he's just a New Yorker and he's like, Hey, what's going on over here? And it's just the, and it's just him integrating with this, like, uh, it's like, I think it's in Alabama or something like that. It's the deep south and, yeah. uh, it's just him not getting on with the judge and him trying to like do his own investigation. And also he's only been in law school for like, this is his first ever case. He's only yeah. just at law school. And Marissa Tomei's in it. She won an Oscar for best supporting actress. And it's just so much fun. It's, it's just really, it's just Joe Pesci being silly. And I really had a great time with it. But from an actual law perspective, which is a sentence I've never said <laughs> in my life. Um, uh, uh, the American Bar Association rank it the third best movie that depicts uh, court scenes and it's actually used to teach uh, law pro- uh, court proceedings in uh, wow. colleges. That's that's fantastic. Isn't it? <laughs> and it's just it's just a fun time and it goes by quick enough and again, you're just trying to solve the case as How you go along. Ah, uh, David, not long. One sec, let me look it up. An hour 59, but trust me, it's worth it. Yeah, that's fair. I'll, I'll add that to the list. Um, do you want a few more? Oh yeah, tell me what you saw the other day, David. Tell you what I saw the other day. Um, I'll go for a short one. The Iron Giant. Ah oh, yeah, everyone's seen that. No, it's it's, it's just great. Yeah. It's just solid, solid. Some of the best um, Vin Diesel voice acting you'll find. Yeah, solid animation. What's that on? It's, just, it's on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend. Um, uh, this is one that me and you both disagree on. Amelie. It's beautiful, nah, Gary. Nah. Nah, just the way you, you, for all the reasons you thought I'd hate a man called Edo, yeah. that's why I hate Amelie. It's yeah. too sweet. Nothing but, I just, nah, I just remember just, nah. And, and, and visually it's upsetting. It's just, it's, I've had a bad time with watching it visually. I didn't enjoy it. Okay. I didn't like the acting and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, come on. Right. <laughs> uh, last one I'll just say is, I gave it five stars, Pan's Labyrinth. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Yeah, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. It's not a fun little fights time. The, fights the fascists. It's absolutely... There's no Dave Bowie in it. <laughs> no, there's not. No? There there's there's no fawn. magic dancing. There's a little fawn. There's a big fawn. No. Played by... Who's your man that always plays... Uh, Jones. Toby Jones? No, that's the other way. Uh, Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Close. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll I'll do I'll do two. Sorry, me. just Pan's Labyrinth. Some of the... Like, I, I will say one of the... Some of the CGI is questionable, but the... Um, creature design. Creature design. Yeah. And the fucking the the lad with no eyes, yeah, terrifying, scary, fuck. scary times. Um, speaking of sad times, tell you what I saw the other day. Ordinary people. Mm. Oh man, this movie. This movie won best best uh, picture at the Oscars in 1980, and I I, I only watched it because it won best picture. Blew me away. It is so good. It is a movie with Donald Sutherland in it. It's got uh, Mary T- Mary Tyler Moore. It's got Judd Hirsch in it, who we'll talk about a bit later on. And it's all about this guy who is this kid who his brother had died in a boating accident and he tried to commit suicide. And it's all about him trying to reintegrate to life, but also just be in that family dynamic of a mother who knows whose son tried to commit suicide and this sort of social stigma around that while also trying to grieve the death of of her son and then also just dealing with depression and you know how does one move on in life and dealing with that sort of inter 
intersocial sort of connections. Oh man, it it hits deep, and it's and it's all about oh, it's all about uh, this kid goes to Judd Hirsch's uh, Judd Hirsch, who's a therapist, and the stigma around therapy. Oh, it's just so, and it's crazy. A movie that came out forty years ago, and it's still like a lot of it still kind of carries over to today. Um, and it's on our favorite stream. It's on our favorite streaming service, David. It's on Paramount Plus. Judd Hirsch. Oscar nominee. But do you know, do you know, who, but the kid he, the person he lost to that year was the kid who was in the movie and it won best, uh, he won best actor and I know Mary Tyler Moore was nominated for best Who's the actress kid? as well. I, she, he hasn't gone on to do much if I recall. No, uh, but yeah, I'd highly recommend that and then anything else. Bob, oh. Bob Redford. Oh, Bob Redford directed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a big upset because it beat Raging, Raging Bull. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it beat something else actually as well. I can't recall. Uh, but the last thing I mentioned, tell you what I saw the other day, uh, The Edge of Seventeen. Oh. It is on uh, Netflix. It's got ha- uh, Haley Steinfeld in it and the other girl who's in the white, the latest season of The White Lotus. It's just a very fun time about a girl who's just struggling to deal with Woody yeah, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson just struggling to deal with just social anxiety, uh, social angst, uh, teenage angst. Great time, really funny, and love the writing, love the directing. Would recommend for a light watch for an hour and forty minutes. Eighth grade, except it's. Like twelfth grade, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> um, right. Let's let's talk about the movies that. Let's talk about more movies that came out recently. More didn't? movies. Uh, we mentioned the Fablemans. We talk about the Fablemans. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Okay. Uh, Fablemans is a piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. Is a semi biopic. Sorry. <laughs> a semi biopic. Is that what I'm calling it? No, you're, you're mispronouncing it. It's pronounces a uh, pile of shit. It's a semi-biopic about uh, Steven Spielberg's life. Um, it is written and directed by Steven Spielberg. It, Tony Kushner. Tony Kushner as well. That's important. I, I, I'll yeah. come back to that later. Well, see, this is the thing. Tony Kushner did an interview with Steven Spielberg about his life. And uh, he came up with the idea that, oh, this is something that you could make a movie about. So we only have <laughs> Tony Kushner to blame. Exactly. Um, and it kind of, it, it chronicles his kind of first foray into cinema where he kind of found his love for it got his got his kind of camera and, and <laughs> where he got his camera <laughs> I mean where, where that's he, the he, question he, that's the question <laughs> everyone had in their minds anytime where, you'd watch a Spielberg movie where, like, where, where does he have to get in that camera from where how he got involved in movie making let's yes. just say that yeah. uh, and this he, he's part of a kind of this weird eccentric family not necessarily weird eccentric more just uh, kind of not weird Weirdness centric, yeah. Yep. I'll talk about it later, but yeah. Uh, who move around a lot. His dad works for <laughs> different, um, different tech soft, software companies. Yeah. And they move from the East Coast to the desert to then the West Coast. And it's just, it's supposed to be about kind of this upheaval and how it affects his life and how he uses the movie making to deal with it. But, and like... I thought that would have been a really good idea is just like, you know, this this kid is clearly dealing with anxiety issues and he's dealing with peer, you know, dealing with trying to like make friends and uh, find his way in life. And he's using, you know, movies or using making movies as a way to control life. He's like, OK, well, if I can't control life, you know, in an outside sense, let's just keep making movies. And that way I can just I can control the uncontrollable. Unfortunately, just like most of the movie is about like his ma and da and like they're having a divorce and then Whoa. his ma's losing. Well, okay. Uh, no, I, I, okay. No, the her reason ma, why. Her ma's losing her mind and 
there's the there's she's cheating on his dad or something yeah. like that. And so it's really funny you mentioned that because I said that to Lily as like a oh yeah because it's funny it's really hypocritical because he says a whole movie about how well see I thought he was going to get more ang- it was going to be paint his mom in a bad light this movie yeah. uh, but I like he's known for having affairs yeah. as well and I was like that's a bit hypocritical yeah. and then Lily was like whoa spoiler but thankfully within ten minutes of the movie you're like oh okay yes probably something happens with her <laughs> yeah and someone else exactly um the editing in this is woeful. Yeah. There's scenes that just happen and then the next scene is nothing to do with it. So, yeah. The, do you know what? The kid was fine and I really... I actually, Sammy Fableman. Yeah. I did actually enjoy... Get it? The, yeah, I get it. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I get it. So, so funny. No, but seriously, like, I do think there was a lot he was trying to touch on. He was trying to touch on anti-Semitism, which obviously played a huge part in his life, He, him being a Jew as well. I think he was trying to juggle his... the whole family dynamic, which played a huge part in his... Um, his life I just think he was trying to put way too much into this he was just trying to pile it all on and it just it got lost in it and I, there was bits I enjoyed I enjoyed the bits of him in high school because I, you could tell this is really a kid struggling with who he is and he was you know he at that point he wasn't doing filmmaking and then he got back into it and this is you know that was where he really wanted to be but then there's other bits where she buys a monkey for some reason yeah, <laughs> I'm just holding my tongue, waiting to fucking launch on this. Um, just, just give me the hand signal, David, and I'll go. So yeah, just a few more things. You do, you do um, your coherent notes. Number, the other thing is, it definitely shouldn't be, it definitely shouldn't be there for best picture. I don't know how, it, like, or directing, or or directing. script. Well, script. No, I think story script, was. Yeah, script, I think yeah, story yeah, was fine. fine. Yeah. I think I just think yeah, directing and uh, best picture. But again, it's Spielberg. And and it's acting. a movie about movies. I actually thought he was pretty good. Yes, but I, but I, okay, yeah, well, I've, out of, out of place. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I thought for the short piece he was in there, I thought it, Judd Hirsch was actually very good, and I was surprised by that because I again I'd heard his role was really really small, or whatever, uh, and you know people were kind of on the fence yeah. whether he deserved. Uh, overall, just very disappointing. That's all I will say. So, and um, why I hate this movie, and I just think it's it's. Just to go back. Okay, there was a lot of what you said that I want to jump in, but I, I think I'll let you. So I was like, I'll let David finish. Uh, is you said that it's eccentric family. There's a scene that opens the movie where they're going to see the greatest, the greatest show on earth, which is the movie that again, this is all basically Spielberg's life, but it's somewhat fictionalized and there's some things that are stretched out to be able to like make it a bit more dramatic but this, a lot of it is very true so he did actually go see the greatest show on earth and you know he was uh, with his parents and that's when he his love of film began. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene opens the movie where he doesn't want to go he's too scared and his dad's like trying to portray like oh it's just light that's projected onto a big screen and her mom is his mom is like it's a like dreams are, uh, movies are dreams and i was like these feel like they're trying to sell me a movie pass like it actually it felt like an ad yeah. it didn't feel like a like immediately i was thrown i was like this feels like an ad this feels like those you know the um what's that shop in england that does all the fucking christmas ads the 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 big John one. Lewis. It felt like a John Lewis ad <laughs> yeah. for movies because yeah. these aren't real people. And I so I, I don't know what he was trying to do by obviously over dramatizing yeah. his family so that they weren't actually his family or yeah. he felt the need to. So I was like immediately I hated the family. Yeah. That was the worst part about the movie for me. I didn't yeah. like anyone. I didn't like like I liked the actors all did what they were supposed to do. I yeah. just didn't like these characters. The sister characters were vaguely interesting yeah. but completely underused. Yeah. The character of Sammy. I completely on board with him for a while, but then he just became just downright unlikable for a, a parts chunks of the movie. However, when he was doing movies, that is when I was yeah. most impressed. And again, I think that's why because we gave it poor reviews. I know Lily and Kira gave it 
better reviews because I think they probably bought it. I don't know. I haven't spoken to them better, but maybe they bought into the family thing more where me and you were like, we want to see the movie elements of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on the over-dramaticism because yeah. it was just like, it was so, it felt so out of place and it just felt like, what? That's not re- realistic. But like. it's like you were saying about the man buying the monkey. Yeah. And the mom did, like the mom was such a wacky character. Yeah. Maybe she was like that. I don't know. Yeah. But like, it just wasn't fun. And, and, and again, okay. There's a bit she drives into a storm for some reason. Yeah. And it, and it, but So what annoyed me about this movie was, I could tell, and like you said, this comes into the editing, where a lot of this movie was, I feel like I was listening to a grandpa, an old man be like, did I ever tell you about the time? Yeah. And it's just that, gone, next scene. And it's just so, and the mo- the parts of the movie I liked the most, and I won't spoil them because they're the- I think they're some of the best ones, is the fact that Spielberg made a movie about his life and was there in these scenarios and could, could provide context or joke about them tongue-in-cheek or yeah. be like, hey, I did this and this is a thing that like I'm able to put in a movie about my life. Yeah. And that was all very interesting. But he it's almost as if he's like just being like, but I want to make sure I'm giving my troubles I have with my family and dynamic you know, like a bit of time. And it's like, yeah. there's only so much time you can listen to your mate talking about yeah. like all that sort of stuff before you're like, it's yeah. been two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. You Like, come on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just so disappointing. And like you say, I think I, and I, I think it went into it rightly so in that like, it's nominated for all these Oscars. It, it should be of high quality. Yeah. Not at all. No. And like, I, and, uh, but, you know what? I'm about to, to make fair. a very controversial statement. I'd watch Avatar 2 again. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I would just, I honestly think I would because I, I was like, I, I'll find more in that than I would in this movie again. It, it, I, I think that is a problem. Like again, from what I've, what I've read on different review sites and watched different reviews, I think just, just a lot of people just fed, like kind of just lap this up yeah. as being, oh, this is Spielberg's, you know, masterpiece on his, on his life. But like you, you, you don't get a free. And I know <laughs> Steven Spielberg's made Hollywood a lot of money, so yeah. I think they they kind of owe him some. Well, they, they don't owe him, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. And look, you're gonna make him if you're gonna make a movie about movie making, um. And it's Steven Spielberg. I think you know you're always gonna do well. The the big thing for me is that um the hypocrisy is a very similar movie came out called Empire of Light mm-hmm. and got absolutely panned. And it's, it's like Sam Mendes says it himself that he put a lot of, um, biographical information in there about his mom. He obviously put in the elements about cinema and this, that movie got absolutely panned. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Because that came out in Britain. That was like by a British British. actor. Exactly. And and the the Brits and I I think a lot of maybe Europeans would kind of be like, no, it needs to be engaging where Americans probably have that more. Again, I think you, you just see that. There is a lot of a bit, a bit like Tom Hanks. I think there's a lot of there's a soft spot for Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, and, and absolutely. Yeah, and I, for me, like I, I, I looked on Letterboxd. He is my top view director yeah. by far. I've seen twenty five of his movies. Yeah, yeah. And the next best is Tim Burton, yeah. thirteen. Um, <laughs> next best is a, a bit of a over. Yeah, I wouldn't say best, but anyway, Michael Bay. No, I just meant in terms of quality. It's not the second best. I just meant in terms oh, of the second sorry, most second, second best watch. But I actually think it's. And I, I, I was going to give it the title of the worst Steven Spielberg movie I've watched, but then I forgot I saw War Horse, and that's <laughs> fucking balls. So this is is definitely up there with the, one of the worst movies. And I saw Mark Camo talking about how um the best movie about Steven Spielberg's life has already been made, and it was E.T., mm. and that's basically about a, an alien Lonely person. Boy, tra- yeah. 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 So about an alien by a boy who is in a family dynamic with a missing father figure yeah. trying to make sense of the world and find friends and family and blah, 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 blah. Which I think is great. Uh, but it's just more like this movie. It just didn't need to exist, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because I think... The, and again, I'll, keep, I'll stop the ranting about it. But it's like there wasn't enough 
what is Steven Spielberg known for filmmaking? And there's just not... And it's called The Fablemans. Yeah. So like movie. And the trailer, the poster is a yeah. movie. It's all about movies. Reels, yeah. There's not enough movie stuff in this yeah. to make it worth engaging. To be like, you're the person who can tell the story best about why you made certain choices you did in your career. Yeah. And some of that, like you said, was really interesting with the train. There's a great scene at later on about how he um, makes special effects. Yeah. There's a great scene where he... Um, what you call it? Uh, there's the scene where I mean, like he makes a video for his school and why he made that, why that was important. That was all great. Yeah. However, there, like I said, there's these weird fucking micro it's, it's micro of, stories in it. Yeah. Like you said, with the grandpa. Uh, I've never said grandpa uncle, before in my life. Uncle, uncle sorry. Yeah. And and then, in my opinion, the most jarring scene in the movie is where he kisses a girl for the first time. A really funny scene, but makes no yeah, sense in the what is the, the point tonal of the movie makes no again a really funny story a yeah. granddad would tell, but like in the sense of this movie it's just so jarring yeah. and I went with an audience who did not know when to laugh or I went with I went midday on a Saturday so a load of old ones one of them yeah. was like oh no and like just out loud when bad things are about to happen um, it's so, no I'm just so done with this movie it's it's not worth anyone's time I'd nearly give it a red fucking light because just don't waste your time right this is the thing a lot, of people, in it worth. a lot of the people around me said they were enjoying it which in, in the cinema and as you say, like <laughs> I'm the, enjoying this. No, but like when when the credits were going, they were like, oh, you know, some people behind me were like, oh, I really enjoyed that, whatever. Some look, and you look, you, you look at Lily's review and Kira's review, like maybe you know, it just really just didn't hit with us. But um, yeah, as you say, just the, the bits with the filmmaking were the interesting bits, and it was just kind of way too far, too few and far between. Um, if anyone is really interested in Steven Spielberg's life. There's a really great documentary on it, on him. Um, it's about an hour. It's called Spielberg? Spielberg, yeah. yeah. It came out in 2017. Really, really good. He has guests from across Hollywood. Yeah. John Williams, DiCaprio, Tom oh, Hanks. Sorry, John Williams score is nominated here. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's, no, it's just, it's nothing in it. Yeah. Nah, so and shit. Again, John Williams. But that's what I mean. They're definitely like, he's like 95 years yeah. old. It could be his last movie. We'll yeah. nominate him for that. Nah. Um, and then, actually, sorry, the other thing was I was looking at other movies that should have been nominated instead of this. Oh, we could do that all day, mate. <laughs> but I'll, I'll probably leave it until... Um, uh, we'll do it after the next movie, actually, will we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we'll, actually, no, we'll leave it until the... The Oscars. The Oscars, yeah. Gonna yeah. We're going to hype this up. This is going to be our most hyped yeah. promo of a movie ever. Um, or episode ever. But no, just that that documentary on Spielberg is actually really good. It's about two and nearly two and a half hours. And oh, wow. It goes through his whole life and it's... It, it touches on everything that this movie touches on yeah. but it's actually realistic okay. and it's just like yeah. him actually talking about it which is far far better so if anyone actually wants to watch something about Spielberg's life just go find yeah. it yeah um, next one yeah speaking of Hollywood nice. yeah um, Babylon or as I called it <laughs> Babylon I'm alright <laughs> I'm alright um, yes yeah, so this movie is See, a you should have said Baba way too long Baba way too long a Baba not sure enough. <laughs> um, no, so Babylon is an absolute. Is Damien Chazelle, who people would know from La La Land and Whiplash, has created a three-hour movie all about old-timey Hollywood frenzy, frenzy of a movie, and it's all about uh, the early days of ho- movie making in Hollywood, and it kind of chronicles kind of that roaring twenties era, kind of coming into the more mature and sophisticated thirties, and how that affects different people involved in the movie industry, whether that be actors, directors, producers, critics, and even people who are just like stagehands and yeah. and and even the different types of talent that are involved in movie makings and how that changes. So obviously, we see the difference of like the talkies coming about in nineteen twenty-five yeah. and how that affects different people. Um, much like the artist as well. Uh, if anyone's seen that movie, JK, no one's seen that movie ever, uh, except for me because I watch all the movies, David. And um, 
Yeah, and I guess, okay, so what's great about this movie is it starts off crazy and I think that's what the movie kind of sells itself yeah. self on uh, in the trailers and the ads and the promotions and the posters is this sort of Wall Street meets uh, sorry the Wolf of Wall Street meets the Great Gatsby in this roaring 20s chaotic party they're doing cocaine they're dancing they're load of alcohol consuming however like I kind of mentioned up top it's this movie chronicles the early 20s going into that more mature 30 sophisticated era where there was a lot more sort of I felt like more heavy influence from like British royalty kind of thing yeah. where everyone had to speak proper and um that's when the movie starts to become boring yeah. and that like it, it starts off as this wild frenzy of a party like you said I don't think the credits roll or the, the opening credit the title yeah. card doesn't ha- start to like half hour half into the movie hour, yeah. and uh, that's the epilogue the model the yeah epilogue. so I love that idea I think yeah. it's great it's just three hours long and <laughs> it's you, you're you, you know you're for, you do become fatigued with the yeah. movie however and much and I again I was so ready to think this was the worst movie of the month but i do think it's famous (laughs) i had to pull you into the cinema (laughs) (laughs) i did not want to go see this i think you were you were probably prefer you would have preferred to go to babylon the takeaway down in camden street (laughs) absolutely davis (laughs) um but what i will say is and again what this movie does compared to the fablemans is it has much better nuggets and scenes that sort of chronicle movie making so there's some great scenes about how uh they they run out of cameras they have to rent another camera they have to how they could shoot a load of things in the in the one location because there was no sound yeah. because it was all silent movies so they could have like 50 different movies being filmed on in one once, scene yeah. they had a great scene about and again I think it's one of the best scenes of 2022 yeah. coming out in America is a movie studio that's used to doing silent movie having to do the first sound movie it's a fantastic scene yeah. and it has that awkwardness and um high tension stakes that a whiplash nearly yeah. has away so really really good stuff but like I said far too long and again it's that sort of decline of these characters of like Brad Pitt not being the hot star hot shot he used yeah. to be um, and then it just it drains energy however and I'm not spoiling it the movie ends with some of the best and not even the best but it's just a five minutes of just craziness that yeah. I just was there for and I, that peaked me up at the end of the movie yeah. but again it's a lot it's a big ass to ask people to wait that long yeah I don't know if, if if there's a thing that you could have cut this in two or something I because there is so much of this Mini I enjoyed series. yeah I just so much of it I really enjoyed and there was some great ideas here as you say there was bits where it's just high octane chaos at times and it's it's like organized chaos that's mm-hmm. what all I can really describe it as and like when that's hitting you're like wow this is crazy yeah but then there's just so much of a lull kind of and it's it's probably i'm gonna say three quarters of the way through and it's it's just everyone's tr- starting to get you know a little bit kind of dragging on dragging yeah. on, and you know they're at that stage in their career they're struggling there's as as the the times are changing they're having to kind of deal with um certain changes in their career and um and they might not be getting as much uh, work as they were usually and, and, and different things are going on. Yeah. And I just felt that took away from, from my enjoyment so much. Now, the other thing is I, like that runtime, they just, they need to cut a lot of that out. And I don't know if it was just like, if they could cut scenes back just to be a little bit shorter. Well, just go back to what you were saying there about being in two parts. The the characters in it, the Brad Pitt, the Margot Robbie and Diego Calva, yeah. great characters. Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. However, there's there's two other kind of side characters in that yeah. um, whose actors' names I forget because of their kind of sideline who have really interesting stories. Yeah. But th- like, again, I wouldn't be like, oh, add another 20 minutes on to get yeah. more time from them. But I imagine having like each episode exactly, be about yeah. each of those characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think there was great bits for them in it. But like you say... It could have been a great anthology you, kind of thing. If you cut that rundown yeah. time, you cut those characters out, which I think 
is so important because I don't think I've seen anything. I I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. Like one of these is one of these like a is a black trumpet player yeah. and how he rises to fame however there's a moment where he has that, to sell himself he has to sell himself yeah. which is like those scenes are all great yeah. and it's but again like we don't see the full cycle of that yeah. in a way because, you, yeah you're kind of you're, you're disappointed by the end because you don't you don't see the fruition of it yes um, and it's the same with the other character an Asian kind of dancer singer yeah um, and you can't yeah and the, she, I don't want to give away yeah, anything about yeah, her character but, but yeah uh, yeah um in terms of, of the other actors, I think Diego Calva, it's the first time I've probably seen him in a, a major role. He was really good. Yeah. It, he, he's the type, and I really liked his character because he's the type of guy who's just grinding away, grinding away, just wants to be a part of this when it's it's that kind of party mode. Yeah. Then when things start to become a little bit more serious, he just works his way through the ranks, just like step by step, just, okay, I'm just going to start doing this and I'm going to start, oh, you, you need that done, I'll get that done or whatever. And then, you know, people start seeing this and go, okay, well then we're just going to get you as a producer. Yeah. And then he starts, and then he gets his own office. And, then when she hits a fan, it's his fault. Or it's yeah. not necessarily his fault, but he has to take the blame. Yeah. And there is a bit of a love story in it as well. And it's kind of tragic as well, which, which I don't know, I, I wasn't really there for. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, well, I guess that without giving too much away, it's kind of more just like how Margot Robbie starts at a 10 yeah. in terms of, and he starts at a 1 and how they intersect, I guess, yeah. throughout. Um, and how he somewhat compromises his career yeah. to that. But again, I think where... I somewhat felt as like, man, cut your losses. And <laughs> exactly. that, like, there wasn't enough of a connection to begin yeah. with to sort of add sort of that credibility to that love story. However, yeah. is there ever, David? Yeah, exactly. What is love? Um, eh? Tell you what it isn't. Anything in the favements. <laughs> Jesus, lads. Um, but in terms of, I think the, the two main characters, uh, Bradley, Bradley Pitt, Bradley Pitt, Bradley Pitt, <laughs> Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. I don't think they had to do a huge amount. Now I enjoyed their characters, but they were very it's the same thing they do. Yeah, yeah. very in house. Yeah, if that makes sense. But then again, stick with what you know. Yeah, I mean, like, and Brad Pitt's won his Oscar. That man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That man just wants to. Have, well, it's just wants to ride a bullet train. <laughs> he wants to ride a bullet train and show everyone he's completely fine after the divorce. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, one thing I want to mention. Uh, sorry, two things I want to mention that uh, that about this movie. One, the, the production design, fantastic. How it's Incredible. like uh, the sets they built. I can't believe this mo- this movie is seventy five million dollars oh, budget. Crazy. I have no idea. Unless they were actually like selling cocaine yeah. and drugs to to, to <laughs> like offset the the budget. I don't know where they got yeah. the money from. So there's some great panning shots, camera work, sweeping shots, beautiful stuff. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing about this movie, in my opinion, is the score. Yeah. It is annoying to fuck. However, it works so well. It's the same trumpet beat done by Justin Hertz, Hertz yeah. uh, who who did the score for La La Land and First Man and um, Whiplash. Whiplash. I think he's, I think he's on all Damien yeah. Chazelle movies. It works so well. Yeah. I want this to win Best Score, but I won't tell that for sure because we have to. Everyone needs to tune in for the <laughs> David and Gary talk about the Oscars. Yeah. Irish Ireland, home of Irish, home of global cinema. <laughs> uh, I think we'll name that. I'll have it like a subtitle. Sp- sponsored by the Irish sponsored by- Tourist Board. <laughs> the Gary and David. 2023 Oscar preview recorded from the home of global cinema <laughs> brackets era slash Ireland. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I think the score is fantastic. It's 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 the one that it's a it's a score that's probably beats you over the head more than anything else very that came catchy, out in 2022. Catchy. It's catchy, but it serves the purpose of the movie so yeah. well, and it's memorable. And I think when it comes to scores, you know, you need something that's atmospheric and lend, and, and boosts the movie. And I think yeah. this movie doesn't work it, without the score. It works well at a party, but it also works well when they're filming as well. It's just, yeah, it's it uh, uh, it so yeah. I, I'm hesitant to recommend it, but like. If you watch it at home and maybe give... See, I feel like if you take a break, you'll never go back to it. But yeah. I, there's definitely... Look, compared to the Fablemans, which I do have to keep comparing against, 
there there's enough gems along the way to yeah. keep you in to keep you engaged in between. Yeah. And I think that's compared to Tar and compared to Fabements. Yeah. And um yeah. I was going to say compared it's, to Avatar it, 2. But... I just think it's very funny that we're going directly against the critics because like the critics, lo- a lot of the critics love Tar, a lot of critics love Fabulous. Yeah. And they absolutely ban Babylon. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I still think that Babylon, oh. that Babylon score is very unfair. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but I mean, the the best bits of Babylon Trump are, anything are in... better than anything in Tar, tar or Fabulous. Oh, agreed. Yeah. That's that, that, that's that, that, that scene where Marco Robbie has to get that scene right is yeah. top notch. The tension. It's oh, just so good. so good. So good. I'm trying uh, to compare that to something, like something where it's just that. Uh, David, I have it exactly right now. Yeah. And this is in reference for you only. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly like the scene in 2006, Pink Panther, where <laughs> where Steve Martin's Inspector Clouseau is trying to get that sentence right. Yeah. Or no, actually, it's in uh, Hail Caesar. Sorry. it's in. Yes, Hail it is Caesar. like yeah. that. But I think mine's better. <laughs> Yours is better. I'd like to buy them burger. Like the um, okay, we're not doing our words anymore, but if you were to say the best movie of the month. Okay, best movie of the Want and the movie everyone should see. Wait, my favorite or the best? Both. Why not? I think, but both, both for me are Man Called I'm the same. Yeah, which I did not expect to yeah. say. Um, yeah, 100. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It if you or, yeah, well, get it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's the safest bet of a movie. But yeah. if you're a bit of a big film nerd and you've really appreciated cinema for the last years and you love blockbusters and you love the likes of Jurassic Park and yeah, Jaws, go watch uh, Babylon. <laughs> I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say something on Netflix. <laughs> oh no, uh, Michael's and Vinny. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what do we have coming up, David? We have a busy February coming up, man. Do we? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, I noticed three movies coming out this weekend. I don't actually have the dates here, so these are coming out at any point in time in February, David. Uh, we've got the whale. All about uh, an obese and reclusive English teacher trying to reconnect with his estranged daughter for one last chance at redemption. Darren Aronofsky, uh, Brendan Fraser, Hong Chow from The Menu, Oscar nominated, and also Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. This Um, might be a tearjerker. If Brendan Fraser takes Colin Farrell. Also, have you seen Joe Dottie is putting some clickbaity article? Fuck off. (laughs) Like, get fucked. What are you talking about? I'm going to release an article. Me, on my thing. Truth Social, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> and be like why Joe Dottie shouldn't be a newspaper yeah. shouldn't be, <laughs> shouldn't a, be, shouldn't be a media yeah. outlet yeah. actually I saw a great thing you know discussing movies Yeah, uh, they had a great thing of it was like a fake tweet from Trump <laughs> being like Lydia Tarr treated very poorly <laughs> yeah. very poorly great composer <laughs> uh, but yeah if Brendan Fraser takes uh, Colin Farrell's Oscar I'm gonna bin all my mummy uh, memorabilia and I have a lot, <laughs> a lot everyone says it when they come over to my house they're like Gary what is it with all the Rick O'Connell collectibles, collectibles? <laughs> um, I'm excited for this I'm very much looking forward to it The Whale yeah oh yeah it should be good I'm, again this is one of those movies I'm like oof has that been nominated for an Oscar Best what? picture. Uh, again, we haven't seen it. I know there has some criticisms around it at the moment, but um, it's better than the Fabians. Probably. Yeah. Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. The latest M. Night Shyamalan movie. Also out this weekend. Third uh, of February. Third of February. While vacationing at a remote cabin in the woods. That's a good movie. Let's watch that instead. <laughs> uh, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand that they do they make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse. Confused, scared, and with limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is lost. Would you kill me to stop the apocalypse? Yeah, big time. Yeah, I take all your I'd, stuff. Yeah, I mean, like needs of the many. I I tell, tell you what, I kill you for. 
I have a choice between watching Fabermans again or <laughs> killing you mate you're dead Just, I can, ima- you can imagine that scene in uh, Clockwork Orange <laughs> oh man big time <laughs> no <laughs> uh, Puss in Boots The Last Wish David You've actually we can talk about the knock at the cabin um, as I said to you I'll only watch this movie if it's higher than 80% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> or lower than 20%. Anything in between, not worth my time. <laughs> you know, it has to be very good or very, or very bad. bad. It has to be uh, like as bad as old, old or as good as The Sixth Sense. Yeah, exactly. And if it's, any, if it's glass, no interest. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Uh, it is a movie about Puss in Boots. Gary cheated as well. I've already seen this. I've already seen it, yeah. I got invited to the premiere you over in LA. cheated. <laughs> You've already seen Look, it. Look, why, why I saw this before it came out was, I see. first of all, I didn't know everyone would want to go see it. Second of all, I didn't want to be the only one to go see it with a lot of kids. All right, I just, I just, I, I'm weird when it comes to kids' movies. You know what I mean? I just, I, if I can watch it in the comfort of my home, own home, you know, I will take that option. Fair. Also, I was just like, fuck it. You know, I can do what I want. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Puss and Boots discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll. He is, he has burnt through eight of his nine lives. Puss sets, Puss sets out for an epic journey to find the mythical last wish and restore his nine lives. I have seen this. It's very good. Great voice cast. John Mulaney involved in it as well. Um, I, <laughs> I'll tell you this joke off, off air. But um, yeah, it's, it's well worth watching. I, I would recommend. So he's looking for 18 lives. Uh, no, but I'll tell you what. There's a fucking, it's a lot, it's a lot more scary than you think. And some of the, some of the animation is uh, on par with Spider-Verse. And the opening scene, in my opinion, is fucking top notch. A really good opening to any movie. Even yeah. better than Fableman's, David. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Look, when a movie upsets me this much, yeah. I need a rant about it, all right? Yeah. Fucking, anyway. Uh, women talking. Women in an isolated religious colony struggle to reconcile with their faith after a series of sexual assaults. Colony, not Connolly. What did I say? <laughs> you said Connolly. Oh, I've been calling a colony station for, <laughs> colony <laughs> for station. years. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. Uh, not Best picture nominated. It's the last yeah. one I need to see. Uh, looks like it has a great cast in it as well. Yeah, heavy. Heavy, a heavy movie. I saw um, Jesse Buckley on a talk show talking about it. That's how you were saying on, in Dublin. <laughs> I saw Dublin. Yeah, uh, she was talking about it. It's it's, it's based on a real thing. Yeah. Um, very interesting about it. But is it the Amish? Somewhat. Uh, it's it's someone who's weird like that. Sorry to our Amish. Li- oh, they won't listen anyway. Great. We should bash the Amish more often on this podcast. They'll do nothing, David. <laughs> they can't cancel. What are they going to do? Sail over? <laughs> Good luck. We'll see them coming from ten weeks away. <laughs> Uh, but yeah I'm excited for that uh, I wouldn't say excited I'm just yeah I'll see it oh yeah uh, Magic Mike The Last Dance Davis not gonna see it uh, yeah no, I'm I haven't seen any of the notes. yeah I'll skip it I'll come yes. uh, The Sun it's directed by Florian Zeller who did The Father, Father. it's got Hugh Jackman in it um, I'm actually not gonna read it because I don't really want to know much about it Fair, uh, I'm excited by it but anyone who hasn't seen The Father that's a great movie yeah brilliant very very good uh, Marcel with the, sh- the shell with the shoes on Oh, that's only coming out now. Yeah. Wow. And I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Cheated again. Cheated again. <laughs> They're both nominated for Best Animated Picture, actually. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love it because it's very, very sweet. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Too sweet. You don't Very you don't too sweet. sweet. Oh, man. Too bit, too much. Too sweet. Put, I have to put a bit of salt on that. Uh, yeah. No, it's fun. It's very sweet. It's A24, so you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, good voice cast as well. Jesse uh, Slater. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, cocaine Bear, David. This is filmed in Ireland. Yeah, it is. There's no bears in Ireland. Not that you know. <laughs> see that? See that possessed doll behind you? Watch she on? That's a grizzly bear, David. Uh, yeah, it's all about a bear. It's based on a true story yeah. where a load of cocaine got dropped in the woods. A bear ate it and went on a rampage. 
class. And they were like, we need to get to Aaron for that. And Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, yeah. And there's a great video of Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, really drunk in Bray when he was over here shooting it. Class. And uh, yeah, it's gas. <laughs> uh, and lastly, lastly, but most least, leastly, uh, the movie everyone's been waiting for, the next oh, installment yeah. of the MCU everyone's been waiting for, David, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah, you're not looking forward to this. I couldn't, I honestly, if you told me this movie just, they just, they deleted the file by mistake, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, grand, yeah. I've, I've, I actually do not care about this. MCU broke me last year. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Why are you looking forward to it? I don't know, I do, that trailer you showed me did ruin it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, I'd like, I'd like Paul Rudd. So do I. People I'm, should go watch him in anything else. <laughs> That's not clueless. Role models. <laughs> Role models. Yeah. Um, oh no, I'm interested to see J- Jonathan Majors. That's the one saving grace for me. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like we're getting too much Kang in this. Which what I what I liked about Thanos was it was kind of like little we, drip feeds, little drip feeds of Thanos, and I kind of would have liked that with Jonathan Majors a little. bit more because I know we only got that with Loki. Yeah, little little little, 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 little bit of Thanos. Uh, also, Creed Three is coming out, and he look he's scary. Yeah. He's a scary human being. Yeah. Like he's a lovely dude. But like Huge Put it this way Nobody tell him I'm not excited for this movie <laughs> Keep that to yourselves We'll see him tell, coming to- <laughs> tell, tell your Amish friends <laughs> don't, don't fucking be telling John uh, Unlike the Amish We'll see him coming from miles away I hear him <laughs> Thumping along Thumpasaurus Very good Very very good But that's what's coming out in February And that's what came out in January um, What am I looking forward to most? Yeah what's you looking forward to most too David? Um, you, you know what you've got me you've got me interested in um, Puss in Boots yeah ah, like it's yeah it's 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 a good anim- it's not yeah it's a good animated movie but it's don't expect anything it's, is it who's Dreamworks gonna win- yeah no sorry I was gonna I was gonna say who's gonna win the Oscar but that's for the next podcast <laughs> it's not this movie probably no. the sad puppet movie yeah, is gonna win probably Ugh. Elvis <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I'm interested to see it. It's the most lighthearted of the ones you've mentioned, I think. Uh, Magic Mike. Oh, the last dance. He probably dies. <laughs> Eight. One, one last single. One, one last dollar note. Um, yeah, yeah it probably is. It's probably the one that you're because eh. like the whale looks heavy. Not the cabin. I don't know what to expect because I watched. There's it. a twist. In I've it. seen. Yeah. I've, no shit. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan doesn't do a twist imagine there, well, there wasn't one in old was there that was just an the, explanation of the story rather the twist than... was this movie doesn't no the twist was <laughs> that they get out <laughs> the, that's, a, that's <laughs> just a resolution to the story that's not a twist anyway. no the kid was a rat that was that was that was the twist the kid, kid do you remember the kid at the start gave your man the? oh like, he is a rat he's yeah, a yeah, rat yeah he's a rat yeah yeah um, no sorry there's a lot of heavy movies there and I'm you know yeah the sun is gonna be I could tell yeah yeah and Ant-Man apparently ooh, doesn't look too good for Paul Rudd's Ant-Man in that trailer mm. uh, yeah if, <laughs> as, I've, as I've seen just cause he's in that <laughs> yeah, shit movie you that movie <laughs> uh, okay of these movies I am most excited for The Whale yeah cause you I wanna see it you, you famously don't like Darren Aronofsky though explain have you seen Noah <laughs> have I seen what Noah Oh no! Sorry, you you didn't watch the mother, did you? No, you I watched it up mother. on. You looked it up on. Yeah, I read the Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I I went to it before. You did say that was bullshit, though. Before we 
start of the podcast and I get on Letterboxd I just had a habit of watching trailers and being like that looks interesting <laughs> not gonna watch it though I'll read the Wikipedia and I read it I was like that's balls <laughs> yeah. uh, no I've only seen I don't think the reason no, why Black I said, Swan so I love Black, like Swan. Black Swan yeah, yeah. that's why because I, I don't think I've seen many of his movies that's why I was like expand because David don't get me wrong I feel like you could say any director and you'd be like Gary you don't like him and I'd come up with seven reasons why I didn't like that person Gary you don't even like movies I don't like movies it's been established David you got me to you got me to doubt my love of Christopher Nolan on the last podcast uh, I've only seen one of his movies and I've loved it so but you also looked one up on uh, Wikipedia you thought that was balls sounds balls David sounds absolute balls it was a biblical allegory yeah it's all about how she's earth yeah no spoilers, but it's balls. If if anyone wants to know what happens in that movie, just look up Jeremy Jones' review. He explains it very well. All right, okay. Um, okay, David, I think that is the podcast. That's it. Good to, how, good to have you back. How did how does everyone feel about the new format? Yeah, and that's the same know. format, but we don't have to be like we David, don't have to be so critical. Yeah, David, I feel like Black Adam should win. <laughs> we don't have to call out that child from Firestar. Did you hear, you hear about this? Yeah, Raz, that's Raz, so rightly so. Shit. Yeah, a bit of con- bit of context here. The 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 Razzies nominated this little little girl effectively yeah. to say she was the worst actor of the year we have a, we even are we have a higher standard yeah. we had a rule no kids we were like no kids um, even though some of those kids were balls <laughs> they were bad kids yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah I love that uh, I love that Pinocchio got its due I love that Mor- uh, Morbius got its due and Blonde and uh, disappointed not to we should do a Blackbird. Razzies preview David be like where's Blackbird where's Blackbird um, still have to watch Blonde Nah, I'll see. I'll see how I'm feeling. I'll tell you what, if I'm ever in a Singapore hostel and they give me a little screen and I need something to go to bed, I'll watch Blonde. I'll tell you, Singapore is, is the future. Singapore is the future? Yeah. We'll talk about this off air. I love that we're like, we've saved so much time by not doing all the movies uh, and yet we've managed <laughs> just, to get all the yeah. grievances out. Yeah. We haven't uh, seen each other for a while. Uh, Friday. It's been a week. Weekend. It's been a weekend, David. What happened? Yeah. Leeds got true. <laughs> They have to get mentioned at least once. We already mentioned them. Yeah, oh, yeah. We okay. got the Aston Villa thing. Remember that mention- was three hours ago. Yeah, but we only mentioned my team. We didn't mention Leeds, do we? Anyway, no, we said you're. We said Leeds. They beat Akron and Stanley three okay. one. Good stuff. You'll write that one. That's how you signed all your players. This, Jack- is, this is the movie podcast, David. This is a movie podcast. Jackie Harrison better not be going to Leicester. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, David, thank you so much for coming back and doing it. You're welcome. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this and all the other ones. If you want to know when new ones are coming out, you can follow at Reading of the Peers on Spotify. No, you can follow at Real on Instagram. You can subscribe on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Do that as well. Uh, TikTok. I'll put the TikToks up. TikTok. Uh, TikTok. <laughs> and what else? Um, I think that's everything. Oh, follow us on Letterboxd. Let us know what you're most excited for February t- 2023. And let us know what you thought of this. If you've seen any of these movies, let us know what you thought. And most importantly... Recommendations? Recommendations. I tell you what, we want to know. Tell us what you saw the other day. Yeah, that's what we want to know. What do you see? But it has to be. A, it has to be a movie. Don't just tell us you saw yeah. something boring. Like, don't tell us you, you're like, oh, I saw a really good book that I'm going to read. Fuck off. <laughs> this is a movie only podcast. Movie, um, and the vague slip up where we talk about sports or my favorite band from America that's really niche that I'm going to see in the academy. Three three rules, David. <laughs> I saw a bear doing a bag. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs>